This Christmas is a ho-ho-horror. Today on Podcast Magoria. Hello and welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria. I'm Autumn. And I'm James. And today we are discussing our Christmas horror movie, which is a Christmas horror story. Ooh. <laughs> That's right, kitties. <laughs> we are discussing a very unique uh, horror anthology movie. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, you know how we like them. Horror anthologies. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect a Christmas one. No, no. So this was a this was a pleasant surprise because I also didn't know it was a Christmas horror anthology until ultimately we were watching it because you don't really get that from the trailer. Yeah, the trailer makes it kind of hard to decipher if it is separate stories or mm-hmm. if it is all one story. Yeah, which uh, we'll kind of get into that a little yeah. bit here. Absolutely. Yeah, this one, uh, a 2015 uh, horror movie uh, running at a uh, a lengthy hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, I will say some of the stories drag on a little more than they should have. Yeah, could have been a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing, though, compared to the last horror anthology movie that we watched, <laughs> um, this one actually has three directors. Hooray! And that's, you can kind of sense that. That's what you want to see when you're doing an anthology yeah, movie. Yeah. One, one or two, like... Mm. It, it gets a little... A little it's a, hairy. It's a, yeah, it's a little hairy. It's a little... It's a lot. You yeah, know, like yeah. To, to do three or more distinct different stories. So, you know, let's go ahead and dig in because this is, again, this is kind of a lengthy film. So there's a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. It begins as most Christmas movies start with A Christmas Carol. Yep. Carol of Bells, specifically. Yep. Like, James asked me, is this Miku? And I was like, <laughs> no, he, she would sing it way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, incredibly auto-tuned. Um, still kind of a neat take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the opening sequence, though, makes this look like a legit film. Yeah, yeah, high budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like it came from the theaters, yeah, which you... I don't think it had a wide release. No. I think it's just a straight-to-DVD type of thing. Yeah, yeah it, it has just kind of like your CGI, you know, snowflakes and stuff going. But eventually, one of those snowflakes has blood on it. Ooh, Ooh horror. <laughs> and then you kind of have, like, various floating objects that are kind of related to each one of the stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's that was pretty neat. As the song, you know, starts to kind of, like, finish up <laughs> and the sequence <laughs> finishes up, we end up getting a, a pretty neat, you know, flyover sequence and we visit Hogwarts. Yeah, it looked like <laughs> Hogwarts at first. <laughs> yeah, no, no kitties, it is not Hogwarts. It is, in fact, the North Pole. We... Spe- specifically... Santa's yeah Santa's uh, workshop yeah yeah Yeah. Santa's compound yeah compound (laughs) Uh, we see a a bloody Santa Mm -hmm. uh, kind of prepping for the night yeah it seems like we're kind of thrown into the middle of Mm -hmm. him preparing yeah he he seems to be in a rush almost yeah yeah you know he's got a big old scratch across his face Um, he's definitely kind of like just a little shooken uh, while he's preparing, um, the barn door is, like, shaking. Mm-hmm. 
and Santa is just met with a blinding light um, as we're directed to 12 hours earlier in the day. Yeah. Yep. And this is this is where we do find out it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, we are introduced to... Um, I wouldn't even really necessarily call him a narrator for the, you know, it's it's not yeah. like a clear, like, like narrator, like body bags or mm-hmm. Tales from the Crypt or something like that. I think he's more of a buffer to mm-hmm. kind of give you a moment to kind of um, breathe and put the pieces of the stories together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that narrator quotation marks is none <laughs> other than Dangerous Dan, played by William Shatner. Yep. The radio DJ is played by the Shat Man himself. <laughs> um, my question is, is I wonder how much of his lines are scripted and how much of it is improv. I don't know. Some of it seemed like some of his improv for yeah. sure, uh, especially this little rant about Jesus. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because he because he ends up saying Merry Christmas, and he's just like, "That's right, I said it." And then, like, <laughs> but then also, yeah, because he he talks about he's like, "I like baby Jesus." Yeah, I, don't worry, I like baby Jesus. Yeah, but I don't, but I don't, uh, you know, before he became a hippie with the long hair and sandals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he also informs us of an event that's supposed to be taking place uh, at the mall, which is a food drive, yeah. and old Storm and Norman, yeah, the weatherman, <laughs> is supposed to be there to help with this. And and Norman doesn't look too pleased about no. having to do anything with Christmas. He writes a big old sign for him that says, fuck Christmas, <laughs> <Yeah>. and runs <laughs> off. <laughs> but meanwhile, William Shatner's going, oh, he's writing me a nice little Christmas card. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Oh, well, we'll have to get back to Storm and Norman <laughs> later on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's just a fantastic opening little sequence. Absolutely. It's so hilarious. Uh, he puts on a Christmas record busts out some whiskey and eggnog <laughs> and uh we go to our our first segment where we're introduced to uh three kids in a car yep molly ben and dylan that's right <laughs> um, they're watching some footage of a gruesome murder mm-hmm. that had happened at a local school it's obvious that they're you know like some sort of like paranormal investigators or something something along those lines yeah possibly have a youtube channel or yeah. something where they do the urban exploring stuff mm-hmm. uh but during this sequence we see you know, a guy's hung up on the wall. Another has his, his brains bashed in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, but as the police are investigating the scene, they see uh, written on the wall. Well, that was lyrics to a carol, right? Well, it's it's straight up a line from the Bible. It's just, oh, uh, okay. you know, and he gave up his son to them, you know, and, and a child was born. You know, it, it's basically the, the, the line of Jesus being born. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and so when whenever they're like reading that um in the footage uh one of police officers starts singing uh, a carol mm-hmm. you know that's about Christ being born yeah um and then and then that's you know that's that's pretty much it like, yeah they find another body during yeah. this and that's about it but we do see that the officer that's singing the carol he's kind of in some sort of trance mm-hmm. yeah. so that's our first clue that something supernatural might happen to these kids Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever they arrive at the school they're met uh, by another friend that's already there uh, named caprice uh she's uh smooching on dylan and it's just like 
you know, well, I've got to go with my family for this Christmas Eve thing, so I won't be able to join you guys for the investigation. And they have, like, a long makeout session. Yeah, this was a scene that I didn't think was necessary. I no. thought that the kids should probably already have the keys to the school if they're going to investigate. Like, yeah. we didn't need to be introduced to this friend. No, no. Like, <laughs> it, like I feel like it was the only reason why we had this little bit was to tie them to caprice yeah like well and show that dylan has a girlfriend yeah because it does come it does come up later caprice ends up getting into the car with her family and they ride off the movie kind of like follows her instead of the kids which i like this was our first inclination that this isn't going to be your typical anthology movie Mm -hmm. because most of them are usually a you know hard start hard stop of each tale and this one you start to kind of go oh this is all happening simultaneously Yeah, because as we see, uh, Caprice and her family are um, driving down the road to get to their Aunt Etta's house Mm -hmm. um, for the holiday. Uh, We see another family off to the side of the road that are going out into the woods to go Christmas tree hunting. Yeah. Seems a little late to go Christmas tree hunting. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. Whatever. That's insane. Yeah. (laughs) With this family, we see that, you know, it's a. A man, woman, and their and their son. Who, mm-hmm. Their son has asthma. Um, mm-hmm. Respectively, their names are Scott, the father, Kim, the mother, and <laughs> Will, the son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, you know they kind of go out into this private land. Yeah, which the mom is not happy about. Yeah, and she's especially not happy because she's like, oh yeah, that's really great for you, a cop, to set an example like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's uh, he's just like, oh come on, there's good trees out on this land, and, and they got it, plenty of them. Yeah, like, they got plenty. Fine. They're not gonna miss one tree. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what the companies say whenever they're chopping down the rainforest. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Fern Gully. I get it. <laughs> so yeah, they all go past the fencing and go off into the woods. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back at the school, we see that they've started filming for yeah. this little uh, documentary that they're making mm-hmm. about the murder scene and whatnot. Yeah, Molly's like the reporter host mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. You know, um, D- uh, Dylan's the cameraman and uh, Ben is the is the audio guy. I know it, like, it sounds like I don't need to point this out, but it does kind of come up later on. Mm. Like the way that it plays out. Yeah, yeah. I think the main takeaway, though, is that Molly is doing the narration, essentially. And she goes on about the two students that ended up getting killed. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has a really lame sign-off. I can't even remember what she said because she gets made fun of for it. Yeah, I don't remember what it was either. (laughs) I didn't didn't write that down. I really wish I had written it down because it was super lame. I, I just groaned when I heard it. Yeah. Now they were under the impression that they were going to be in the school completely alone to do their investigating. However, yeah. they end up hearing the sound of the principal still on property mm-hmm. um, on his cell phone, having some sort of hard conversation with someone. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it probably was the best day for them to come and investigate. Sure. Why is he there on Christmas Eve? Like, <laughs> I'll go ahead and, and spoil a little bit for the movie. Like we this is a I guess it's supposed to be just a red herring. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's kind of an unnecessary red herring. Yeah, but, for but sure. Yeah, it's it. Um, yeah, I honestly thought that because the way it sounds like it's an important conversation that the principal's having. Mm-hmm. So I figured that at some point in time this is going to come back, but it never it never comes back. Like, no, nope. this is the only time ultimately that we even really see the principal. Yep. 
Um, the kids end up ducking into the restricted area that they, that they were going to be investigating anywhere, anyway to hide from the principal as he's walking down the halls. Um, he hears the door close. Yeah, but doesn't go to investigate. Nope. Of course, you know, getting involved in this story is the perfect time to jump to one of the other stories going on. <laughs> right. So let's, so let's check in with Caprice and her family. Um, <laughs> they arrive at, at his house. Yeah, and this is when the dad lets it be known that, uh, no, this is a surprise for Aunt Etta. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, everybody was already not wanting to be there. Yeah. Like, it, it's very, like, um, I'm trying to think of, like, what other movies to compare this to. And I guess, like, maybe Ref or something. It's one of those Christmas movies where, where you know, like, any of those Christmas movies where the family is constantly, like, bickering amongst themselves mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, yeah. I was expecting, like, a lot of, like, heavy drinking and kind of like <laughs> and like kind of like you know passive aggressive comments which there's definitely plenty of those but oh, yeah but yeah like they absolutely are not wanting to be there at uh Aunt Etta's house well and then we find out that Aunt Etta doesn't want them there either no. she is not thrilled and um you know the dad's trying to talk with her mm-hmm. and she's just kind of like why are you people doing in my house yeah and they go off to talk uh, privately mm-hmm. while the rest of the family gets a little too comfortable in the house. Yeah, yeah. We, we see Capri steal an item. We see Duncan the son uh, still playing with this item that Aunt Etta had already told him, do not play with that. Yeah. And the mom just makes herself a drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bitching about how, how rude Aunt Etta was to not offer anything to drink to begin with. And then pours herself, yeah, a pretty tall glass of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh Gerhardt, who I'm assuming is like some sort of groundskeeper or yeah, butler, or butler, something assistant. like that. Um, he he enters the room, and uh, you folks might recognize him as uh, Death from uh, Supernatural. Ah, huh. uh, <laughs> I could, I was trying to place where he was from, but I didn't actually like look him up. So I, I'm glad you knew. Yeah, like um, I he's in a lot of other stuff, but but that I, I figured. Our, our listeners are savvy to Supernatural, mm-hmm. so that's probably a safe safe reference to make. Well, for me, it should have been Telly Savalas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have, what, do a hologram of him? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, he comes in and he starts telling uh, Duncan, you know, again, basically reinforcing, don't touch that. It's dangerous. And then, yeah, it's old. It's old, you know, and, and, he's, and then he starts explaining, like, kind of like the lore of the Krampus. Mm-hmm. And and how it's you know it's almost Krampus Notch like it's 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 Krampus Night you know and, yeah and um you know and and Duncan's just like uh, I don't care <laughs> and then he's just like well leave the figure alone and Duncan pulls a dick move and just like slides the the figure off the table and and breaks it yeah and yeah like, oops <laughs> little freaking jerk yeah. <laughs> At this moment, that's when Auntie uh, comes back into the room and sees what's taking place. And she just pretty much is like, get out. Yeah, just, get the fuck out of here. Just get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even really know you people, so get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this jumps us to the next story, which is um, we finally get to see Santa. Mm-hmm. Hey. We get to kind of see how his day is starting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Still trying to get those last minute things done for christmas of course the elves are running around like crazy yeah talking about how important tonight is and all this as if santa doesn't know right this is what gets me he does this every freaking year (laughs) every 
single Christmas movie that has Santa and elves, the elves are always telling Santa how big a night Christmas is, how important it is for them to get be ready and all yeah. this. And it's like, listen, this everyone's been through this. Mm-hmm. Maybe y'all should have been getting ready mm-hmm. <laughs> earlier because like... I'm sure Santa has plenty on his his to do list too. Yeah. Um, you know, but but anyway, like yeah, they're they're running around and we notice that one of the elves is kind of looking a little a little green around the gills. Yeah. This is when Mrs. Claus kind of steps in and goes, Hey, looks like everybody needs a little break. It's okay, mm-hmm. we can take a little break. Yeah. And gives out cookies and whatnot. But this one elf that's not looking too hot, he he's not taking the cookies. He's yeah. not accepting a break. Yeah. And everybody's just like, but shiny, you gotta have cookies. You love cookies. So Why good. would you not eat the cookies? Yeah, and Santa's like, oh, come on. I have to do my lame Santa voice. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> shiny, have a cookie. And he's just like, get those goddamn cookies away from me. Yeah, I don't want a motherfucking cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Which everybody's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then even more so, uh, more heightening it. <laughs> to a whole new level, um, Shiny uh, takes his little hatchet that he has and cuts into his own hand. Yeah. Like, just chops. Just chops right into it. And yeah. But everybody's still kind of cool about this, <laughs> I would like to point yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he ends up falling over. And then, and then, ultimately dies. Yeah, right there in front of them. Which, uh, according to their lore, like elves aren't supposed to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them's like, elves can't die, right, Santa? And he's just like, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> Back with the tree family. That's right. The Peters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are successful in their hunt and have found the perfect tree. Yeah. So they're making their way back to their truck. Um, but as mom and dad are kind of going back and forth about it, and uh-huh. he's reassuring her that, no, it's okay. Yeah. See all these trees. They aren't going to miss this one. Will kind of trails behind and is immediately like, disappeared like yeah. he's he's lost yeah 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 he he flat out gets lost kim finally notices that will's not nearby and so she starts calling for him and, and scott's just kind of like all right stop playing around stop playing hide and seek let's go um yeah and you see like it's it's you know while they're yelling Whenever it cuts back to Will, you don't hear them at all. It's completely so- dead silent for yeah. him. Yeah, and he's also calling for them, too, yeah. and we can't hear him as well. So my mind immediately went to, oh, fairies. Yeah. And we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So they end up finding uh, Will's inhaler and are looking around uh, still for him. Yeah. As they make their way kind of out of the wooded area a little bit, you know, they're still calling for him. And Scott notices this huge hole in this tree and he starts to look in. And this is when Will pops out of the tree. Yeah. But something seems a little off about him already. Like he's kind of glaring and. Yeah. There's just something different about his overall, like characteristics i'm getting big um us vibes oh yeah yeah for sure (laughs) yeah there's definitely something weird going on with will uh for sure i mean i i guess like you know something weird must have happened in that tree 
Maybe. But, hey, they aren't questioning anything. They're mm -hmm. just happy they got him back. They make their way to their truck. And as they are leaving, we see this man on a snowmobile just watching after them. Yep. Back to the kids investigating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, back with the kids. <laughs> um, Molly, Dylan, and Ben uh, continue to walk around uh, in the restricted area. This is where we learn from uh, Molly kind of like the lore that this is the area of the school that uh, students that would get pregnant, they would keep them down here to basically hide you know, the mm -hmm. fact that you know the girls were, were getting knocked up yeah yeah um she also tells a story about one particular girl that supposedly was a virgin but mm -hmm. became pregnant and nobody would believe her yeah uh so she gave herself an abortion and ended up dying yeah uh from that yeah um they end up finding the room that uh that the murders in the footage had happened mm -hmm. you can kind of you can still see like you know like all the blood and all that shit of course is cleaned up but you can kind of see the spot where one of the uh, the victims had been hanging because there's still like little holes in the wall mm -hmm. uh and then uh ben sees that you know the the carved the carving into the wall of the uh, of the bible verse is still there just painted over uh, which they did kind of a shoddy job of that, but you know, like they're definitely like, oh, this is this is spooky because we're in a uh, in a room where the murders happened, and whenever they are entering that room, you do hear kind of like an echoey like baby cry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, as Molly and Dylan are kind of off to the side, uh, looking into the room where the police officers seem to have his little weird episode. Yeah. Uh, Ben separates himself from the group to kind of, I guess, get some audio from yeah. different rooms or something. something I'm not, yeah. I'm not entirely sure why he separates himself, but in this moment, we see that a spirit is kind of trailing after him. Yeah, yeah, just you know, spookily watching from behind. <laughs> spookily is a real word, right? Spookily, yes. yes. <laughs> Back to Caprice and her family, um, they're arguing in their car ride home about uh, going to the aunt's house and how it was a bust. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, she's blaming it on the dad's business, going, of course she's not, she wouldn't have signed up with your business. Like, yeah. what? what's wrong with you? Why did you drive us all the way out here? And as they're... As they're reaching a boiling point in their argument, they nearly run over this white uh, figure. Yeah. We know what the white figure uh -huh. is, but... Because we watched the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> they veer off and get stuck in the snow. Back with the kids telling, uh, you know, uh, do doing uh, their investigating, uh, Molly is now doing her little presentation for their video, uh, telling the story about the murder victims and such. Whenever they get done, you know, doing that, they uh, they end up, uh, you know, leaving the room uh, because they hear a sound outside of it. Yeah, they kind of decide to bail. Yeah, because they're getting spooked. Yeah, yeah, it's spooky down there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, murders <laughs> happened. <laughs> 
When they reach the uh, door that they had originally come through, um, it's locked and none of the keys seem to be working yeah. on the door anymore. You know, so they start calling for the principal because at this point they just want to get out. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if he finds them or not. Yeah. Additionally, um, even though their phones have uh, full signal and such, um, whenever they're trying to call for help on their phones, um, the calls aren't going through. Yeah. Which... Thank you, movie, for showing that because, like, I always hate that in horror movies when it's obviously supposed to be a modern setting Mm -hmm. and they don't try to use their cell phones at all. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because, like, a lot of movies are still written as if it's an 80s slasher. Yeah, yeah. Dylan also, you know, like, while they're doing all, like, trying to get out and call, you know, uh, for help on their phones and stuff, like, he is kind of, like, theorizing. He's just like... Well, this sucks because of the fact that, you know, I think the principal's the killer. Mm-hmm. And here we are now, we're trapped. And he's probably who locked us in here somehow. Yeah, he's definitely got a little conspiracy theory uh, snowballing in his head. Absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, back with the Peters, yeah. uh, Will and his family are decorating the tree. and mm-hmm. But Will is still acting a little off. He's, yeah. Extremely quiet. Yeah. Um, we see him at the dinner table eating like a ravenous rodent or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. He's just shoveling the food into yeah, his he's mouth. Just like, like just shoveling forkful after forkful of spaghetti into his mouth. And his mom's just like, Hey, hey buddy, you know, maybe you need to slow down. Yeah. Um Scott gets done decorating the tree and comes over. He's like, damn, he's hungry. And she's like, that's his second plate. Like, mm-hmm. That's his second helping. And he goes, oh, you know, that, that's making me hungry seeing how, how much he's eating. So Scott sits down to eat as well and is like, okay, you know, you maybe, maybe you need to slow down a little. Like, because he's definitely, he's not even like chewing or anything. He's yeah. just shoveling Yeah, just staring in. into the abyss yeah. too. Like, <laughs> yeah. So as Scott reaches over to kind of, you know, pace him, he gets stabbed with the fork in the hand. Yeah. And this is this is where they're like, okay, yeah, something is really, really wrong here. Why would you do that, Will? Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Well, yeah, and you get this, like, hint that there's more to what's, like, more of, like, a interesting dynamic or whatever with the relationship of Scott versus the family because he... He freaks out a little bit, which mm-hmm. I mean, rightfully so. But yeah. but um, Kim automatically gets on to him for yelling. Oh, you no, don't you? You know, and, and like kind of like I'll take care of it. Don't you get mad at him? And it's just like uh, you know, maybe yeah, be mad at him because yeah. he just stabbed you. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I I don't know. Like I was like, huh? There we're getting a narrative here that we don't know yet, as mm-hmm. far as like maybe how Scott actually is with uh, Will. And stuff like that. Right. Um, I also find it really weird during this part that this is the first time that this version of Will is actually listening to either of them. Because mm-hmm. his mom sends him to his room and he immediately goes. Yeah. I thought that was a little strange. I mean, it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with the story. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they were just yelling at him to slow down and whatnot. He anything, and, yeah. and he didn't do anything. So. Hm. Yeah. We get to check up on the Shat Man. he continues uh to do uh you know his his music his his little christmas djing uh we see him uh with a christmas card that's from caprice's family the bowers yeah Yeah, tying everything together with them um as well as 
um, him talking about the uh, the murders and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, saying basically appreciate those that you have with you because yeah. not all Christmas, you know, not everybody is around for Christmas, unfortunately, you know, alluding to the kids that died. Mm-hmm. And he dedicates the Christmas song out to them. Yep. Then we find ourselves at Santa's workshop again. <laughs> Easily and... my favorite parts of the movie. I mean, I... I'm not a big action horror person, but like I would have definitely have watched this one because yeah, if this was just a whole movie to itself. <laughs> yeah, because this scene is awesome. Um, we see that more of the elves are possibly getting sick, mm-hmm. and Santa is preparing himself for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he comes in uh, and is telling uh, Martha, he, you know, uh, Mrs. Claus, uh, that yeah, definitely. More elves have been uh, affected and that it could possibly be caused by him. Mm. Mm, who could him be? He's also, yeah, sharpening the the head of his staff mm-hmm. uh, while, while just talking. And he, he's talking about how uh, shiny uh, the elf from earlier, his mm. body is gone. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know what happened to it. At this moment, that's when uh, the elves start to break through the door. And uh, and it's shiny, and he does yeah. the here's shiny, because uh, of course he does. And and yeah, Santa tells Martha to go find herself somewhere safe to go, and he quickly starts chopping up elves mm. <laughs> with his sharpened staff. Yeah, I would have watched this one for these deaths alone. Yeah, because we we get more in the future, but like. Golly, this is so brutal. It was so brutal. And also I love the fact, like, the elves are cursing profusely. Yeah, that's like, just the saying, other great part. Yeah, yeah, just saying, like, all sorts of really horrible things. <laughs> and it's just, it, like, it's hilarious. Um, unfortunately, this scene is very short, and mm-hmm. we have to go back to the kids, and, you know, the Scooby gang, invest, uh, you know, now trapped in the uh, restricted area of the school. Just trying to come up with a game plan mm-hmm. to get out as they're exploring. And they come across a nativity scene. Yeah. And this is where they kind of decide to set up for the night. They yeah. they say, hey, maybe if we stay put, uh, they'll realize that we're missing. Because, yeah. like, what kids would go missing on Christmas yeah. Eve? Yeah. Yeah. It, it like Because the argument was being set, stated that, well... If they're trapped down here, they're going to be trapped down there for at least a week and a half because mm-hmm. that's how long school's been let out. And yeah, like they're they're saying, well, but since it's Christmas Eve, everybody should be home. Mm-hmm. So if we're gone, then people are going to be definitely asking questions. Uh, ben kind of having himself a little bit of a breakdown in regards to missing his Christmas Eve. He ends up telling us about his... Um, his family's tradition of opening one gift on the night of Christmas Eve yep. and how they have uh, pizza and champagne. Um, <laughs> an interesting combo. Very interesting combo. I, we'll, have to, well, that's what we're going to have to have for Christmas. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan offers up uh, some like, I don't know, like cliff bars or something. No, he <laughs> luckily had a couple of candy canes in his oh, pocket. Oh, that's right. It was candy canes. Yeah. 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 I thought I, I remembered <laughs> the candy canes because I was like, oh, my gosh, really? Like, <laughs> we really driving the point home that it's Christmas, it's y'all. It's Christmas. Why, yeah, why would he have a pocket full of candy canes? 
Because it's Christmas, y'all. I don't know. He probably picked them up along the way. Like, Maybe. You know, or his mom was like, oh, well, don't forget your <laughs> don't candy canes. Don't forget it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you get lost in, in an abandoned school, <laughs> yeah. here's, these, here's these candy canes <laughs> to remind you it's Christmas. Uh, while he's <laughs> handing out the candy canes, though, Ben is kind of worried that the killer's going to come back that night. Mm-hmm. And Dylan, yet again, talks about, well, the principal, like, he's possibly the killer. And yeah. he, we don't know where he's at, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, kind of a, <laughs> kind of like a, uh-oh. Which yeah. Is, should, maybe not the best time to do pull that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Dylan uh, has to go pee, so he, he goes off on his own to uh, find a bathroom ben still has their audio equipment on mm-hmm. uh-huh see this, that's why i pointed it out ah. earlier <laughs> <laughs> and he can hear singing in his headphones mm-hmm. dylan eventually does find the uh the bathroom is there uh, having himself a tinkle <laughs> and he is taking his time in the bathroom yes he too. is even though i i think he was hearing sounds too mm-hmm but maybe he just attributed it to them making noises. Yeah, yeah maybe he could you just hear them. Um, the singing does stop, and Molly and Ben are kind of like starting to walk towards the door to maybe go check on uh, Dylan. However, when Molly turns around, she sees the ghost girl standing behind uh, Ben and then proceeds to have herself a seizure. Yeah, yeah. Well, she screams, which alerts Dylan to come back. And yeah, yeah, we come back to the scene and she's having a full-blown seizure. This scene gets cut off. Yep. And we're back at the Peters house. And his mom's getting ready for the night and gets scared by Will because he's just standing in the bathroom. Yeah. Like a little creep. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because she had just finished having herself a shower. And, uh, And yeah, he's just standing there, like, which is like, oh, was he just... Watching her shower the whole time. Yeah, That's yeah, it's a little weird. weird. <laughs> um, you know, she comes out afterwards after she sends Will off and is talking to the dad about, yeah, there's definitely something off. He hasn't even used his inhaler or anything. Yeah. Like, what's going on with him? Um, and she's like, yeah, we'll probably have to take him to the hospital tomorrow or whatever, get him checked out. But but dad wants to get freaky, and yeah. th- this is not the moment. No, like no. I understand why she was like, no, yeah, like, I'm worried yeah. about her son. Yeah, as she's talking about their child possibly having some sort of weird illness or trauma, um, he follows that with, uh, "Well, it's a Christmas Eve, so I should be opening a present," and is trying to like make out with her and yeah. you know, get up in her business. And, yeah, and yeah, and she she pushes him away and goes, "I don't really feel like it." He gets harumphy. Is that a word? <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and and storms out and uh, pours himself a drink and uh, drinks alone, uh, sitting on the couch. Or is he alone? Because Will yet again is just in the background staring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how much time has passed from this scene to the next because yeah. the fact that now it is. Yeah, Kim is asleep in bed. Yeah, so it has to be at least an hour or two hours later. Unless she immediately passed out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, as she's lying there in bed alone, we see the covers kind of move as if somebody's crawling underneath the 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 comforter uh towards a sleeping kim um the the it goes back to show that scott is still uh very much alone on the couch and he's asleep and he's asleep as well yes um 
back with Kim, um, something weird is happening underneath that blanket. Yeah, this is this is a weird. I I don't I know like if we this. I don't know if we necessarily needed this scene because you know she's moaning like something is obviously touching her in a way. Yeah, and we soon see Will's little hand come up and touch on her chest and which ugh. gross. Very much so. I honestly, <laughs> like, the whole time the scene was happening, I was like, okay, because you can tell the hand is coming up mm-hmm. to come out from underneath the covers. And I was like, all right, obviously it's going to be a monster hand. Yeah. But then it was a little boy's but hand. no, yeah, it's and I was little like, Will's hand. This like, is gross. I would have rather it been the a creature's monster, yeah, hand. Yeah, any other hand. A hook, then, I don't know. Yeah, to give us a clue that this really, really isn't Will. Yeah. That would have been much more appreciated. Because yeah, it being a child's hand coming up while she's, you know, writhing around um is is gruesome. Yeah. Um she wakes up and kind of sees something dart out of the room. So she gets up really quick and runs into Will's room, uh, sees that he's asleep in bed, but also his window is open. Hmm, strange. Mm. Uh she goes over and closes it, and we have a very neat shot of the reflection of Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the glass. However, that is not Will. Yeah, it's a really ghastly image. Like yeah. it, it's it's a little spooky. A little, a little grisly ghast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we definitely know it's not him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back with the Bowers, uh, the family is out in the woods, walking through, trying to find some sort of shelter or something. Which is. Uh, like I'm I'm on the mom's side on this one because of course everybody's bitching because that's this family's dynamic. Yeah. But um, I don't understand why why wander in the woods. Yeah. Why, why not, not follow stay the with road? the car or stay with the car? Maybe half of them go off while the other half stays in the car. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Like Something. there's a lot of other choices to have been made. But while they're arguing, of course, Duncan has to bring up. Well, it's. It's Krampus not, and uh, you know, some, <laughs> we we might run to the Krampus, and the dad's like, "Off, yeah. don't be silly, because that's just some old German bullshit." Yeah, he literally says that, yeah. <laughs> and then um, I'm not exactly sure what happened to him. Yeah, because all I, thought... I know is that he's bleeding profusely <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. I, I thought that he had stepped on a bear trap. Yeah, but, I thought it was a bear trap but too. Clearly, he's like been impaled some way because like, yeah. he's he is yeah bleeding horribly from the chest. Yeah, and he's really calm about yeah, it. He's kind of cool with it. Everybody <laughs> else is kind of cool. With, like they're like, oh no, oh, oh you're bleeding. Oh, a you're lot. bleeding. Okay, we'll stay oh. here. Yeah, and Duncan's like. You know, basically, like, oh, I'm gonna go get help. And well, he he runs off to grab the flare because oh, it went right. flying yeah. when the dad got uh, impaled. Yeah. And as he grabs the flare, he gets dragged off by something. Yeah. We don't necessarily see what. And this um, makes the mom and Caprice run after him instead. Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to catch their breath and they're looking around trying to locate Duncan. The dad finally catches up and gives <laughs> them a little scare. Yeah. I don't know how he even got up when he right? when when you guys are gonna be amazed by how much blood was coming out of this yeah. man for him to Buckets. be standing up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Whenever he comes over, they end up hearing like some sort of like growling, like maybe like an animal sound or something. <gasps> maybe it's that white something that they had almost <gasps> hit with the car. Oh, my. Oh. Back to Santa's workshop. <laughs> <laughs> and we get more 
elf slaughter. Like, yeah, more gruesome, more, gruesome elf slaughter. Yeah, the special <laughs> effects for this are pretty fun. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Lots, lots of decapitation, lots of elves uh, cursing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's just, it's um, yeah. Uh, Santa is going in an elevator, and a bunch of elves come in, and the door closes, and then whenever the elevator arrives at the next floor, it's it just opens. Blood and guts. Yeah, in it's there. just blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he made quick work of them. Um, back to uh, William Shatner. <laughs> he's essentially still trying to uh, talk about the food drive at the mall. Uh-huh. He's trying to get in contact with Storm and Norman to see how it's going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Norman's still not cooperating with the whole Christmas thing. So he's like, well, let's put on another Christmas classic as we try to get in contact with him. Yeah, that's right. And the the song that plays on the radio plays on the Peters radio. That's right. And oh. this wakes Dad up. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, Scott wakes up and sees that all the presents underneath the tree have been opened. And also some of the ornaments have been broken as well. Yeah, and he is freaking pissed. Yeah. He is angry. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, as he confronts Will and the mom, he he's just getting angrier and angrier and eventually just takes his belt off and lashes out at Will. Yeah, um, that's when the mom, you know, she steps in. And and ends up going. This is what the doctor was telling you, know, warning you about, and all that. Like again, kind of like hinting that prior to all this, um, Scott obviously had some sort of like rage issue. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe and, some sort of PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. Something. You know, and then also potential for maybe a, an abusive situation for uh, Will. Right. Kim throws him out of the room that they were in, mm-hmm. and he goes to drink more. As she puts Will back uh, to sleep, uh, she receives a phone call, and oh. it, it's the guy from the snowmobile. He had gotten yeah. their license plate number and found their information, and he's like, "Hey, you gotta bring him back. Like he is—he's uh, a changeling." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. hooray! I was right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he explains that they're son is still lost and that the only way that she can get her son back is by bringing the changeling back and, and to which she's just like okay don't ever call back and yeah, hangs, up hangs up, up. <laughs> back to uh uh ben dylan and, and molly yep <laughs> yep everybody's resting up after molly's little uh, episode mm-hmm. but she wakes up and she wakes up dylan and essentially gets him to follow her to the murder room mm-hmm. she's acting a little funky yes yeah, she is <laughs> as she makes her way in she just starts stripping and trying to seduce dylan which he does say uh, what are you doing i have a girlfriend this yeah. is this is weird like yeah <laughs> yeah uh he he turns her down and she ends up looking at a cross on the wall and the cross starts to shake Ooh. Ooh. Back to Scott and family. <laughs> um, he's you see him looking at um, a file about the murder case because yeah. he's actually the cop that you saw in the footage in the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. Aha! Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, Kim is doing her own research on changelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess she thought about it for a couple of minutes and was like, oh, maybe that guy is right. Right. <laughs> I don't know what changed her mind. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, she, While she's doing this and stuff, you do see that 
uh, while Scott's looking at the file, uh, you see in the hallway the shadowy figure of Will. However, he has glowing eyes. Yeah. Which is a cool shot. No, I really appreciated uh, this particular scene because... you know, changelings are kind of descri- described to look like that. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, actual changeling in- imagery. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. They did a good job with that. Scott gets up from the table and goes over to Will's room um, and kind of has like, you know, like he just stands there at the door and starts kind of apologizing for for lashing out at him and stuff just saying hey listen you know I'm, I'm i'm just sorry for for you know reacting the way i did um while he's doing so we see shadow will crawling across the ceiling above him mm-hmm. oh. kim hears some strange noises and mm-hmm. goes to investigate <laughs> and as she makes her way into the living room she just notices the huge mess yeah and goes to grab a bat yeah and then that's when she notices that it's not just a big old mess. It's uh, also Scott's body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his hand has been uh, bitten off. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, when she looks on in horror, the Christmas tree shakes. Yes. As the Christmas tree shakes, we hear a roar and that transitions us to our next scene in the woods where we hear a similar roar and the Bowers have found a church to kind of uh, shelter themselves in. Yeah. This is where, like, the okay, so the Bowers story is, is you know, like I, like I said before, it's very reminiscent of a lot of Christmas movies where the families are, you know, the families kind of arguing amongst themselves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is that point in one of those movies where everybody basically admits to being terrible. Yeah. Or, or, you know, and so this is where um, Caprice admits to the fact that she stole from uh, the aunt's house. Um yeah, she also admits that she's seen Duncan uh, killing animals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it just keeps snowballing. And then eventually, like, the mom's like, well, this would have never happened if your dad hadn't been so uh, focused on his business. And then the dad's like, well, there is no business. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> basically, he's been grifting yeah. this whole time. Yeah, yeah, this was their last shot to actually have the business and actually have money. Like, they're broke. Yeah, yeah, they're flat broke. And they're... he's been lying this whole time to yeah. keep her around. Yeah, you're way out of my league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a big old loser. <laughs> yeah, uh, which kind of makes her go, oh, sweetheart. Um, but this moment is cut short uh, because um, the dad ends up uh, getting dragged uh, out a window by a chain. And... They they're, uh, they end up hiding in a uh, confessional booth mm-hmm. which you know you can still hear him sniffing around mm-hmm. and eventually caprice goes there's something on my leg yeah there, the, there's something on my leg yeah and as she turns on her light we see it's the Krampus's long ass tongue is mm-hmm. all bleh, yeah licking on her leg <laughs> yeah so the mom ends up like stabbing the Krampus's tongue and tells caprice that she needs to run um, they come out of the confessional booth and the mom's just basically like, hey, dickhead, I'm right here. Come and get me. Um, <laughs> which the Krampus makes quick work of her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's instantly dead. She's instantly yeah, dead. Yeah. Caprice looks on in horror uh, and then uh, and then runs out. This seems like a good opportunity to go back to the school. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Molly enters the room and wakes up Ben and starts to hit on him. And she uh, she puts the she's got the chair backwards mm-hmm. and sits and hikes up her skirt and sits down and is hitting on him. And he's kind of like, oh, what, what what's what's happening? Where's uh where's Dylan at? And she's just like. You know, she's like, oh, don't worry about him. He's in the other room. And she ends up putting him in the chair and sitting on his lap. And basically just like, let's fuck. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she pretty much, uh, yeah, assaults him. Yeah, yeah. As the nativity scene watches on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He finishes, of course, yeah. and she climbs off. But then, like... She's snapped out of whatever kind of spell she was under and immediately blames him. Yeah, she's like, what did you do to me? He goes, what I did to you. Yeah. Yeah, because she's got a bit of blood, like, yeah. on her lower part. So he, mm-hmm. maybe she was a virgin, too. Yep. Um, they end up hearing a sound, and uh, uh, Ben ends up leaving the room to go find Dylan. Perfect time to go back to... <laughs> <laughs> see what Kim's up to. Kim ends up calling up the man from the woods and uh, he tells her that she has to get fake Will back to the woods mm-hmm. and that she'll need to trick him now because he's had a taste for human flesh and um, he has a heightened sense of danger. Mm-hmm. And so if he thinks that she's trying to do something fishy, then shit's going to go sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she goes about this probably the, the worst way. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I get you. It works out for her, but but you know when when I get told that I need to trick some sort of supernatural being mm-hmm. and that it has a heightened sense of danger, I'm probably not going to grab an aluminum bat while the creature is watching me. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm probably not going to immediately be like, "Oh, we need to go for a ride, don't we? We yeah. need a we." Let's go for a ride. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Like, at the very least, been like, I was like, all right, are you ready? We got to go see Santa. We got to go see Santa. (laughs) You don't have your shoes on yet. What are you doing, buddy? You know, like, pull that shit. Like, or or, I thought we were going to go see the the Christmas lights tonight. Aren't you excited? Yeah, or anything like that. Yeah. Pretend that this was a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But instead, she's just like, all right, buddy, I need to get them shoes on while still, like, gripping the bat behind her back. Uh-huh. Obviously. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, Changeling Will catches on to it very quick, lunges at her to attack, and then she uh, beans him upside the head with the uh, with the baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up tussling um around a little bit and she uh uh beats the shit out of him over the head Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the bat (laughs) back to santa um because i'm sure everybody's been wondering what that guy's been up to and he's still slaughtering elves yeah yeah i mean it's just that's the best way i can describe this uh scene is we just get a real quick shot of santa killing the fuck out of a bunch of zombie elves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. back to shatner (laughs) (laughs) He's a little more worried about Norman now because yeah. he still hasn't gotten in touch with him. He also mentions that there's some sort of chaos now happening at the mall and that there have been reports of police and ambulances going there. Um, and uh, But then says that Norman should be perfectly fine. Uh, he's a tough guy um, that has, uh, you know, uh, a degree from Columbia. <laughs> doesn't he say sad little degree yeah, yeah from sad Columbia? little degree yeah like take the little pot shot at him <laughs> yeah <laughs> back to kim 
<laughs> yeah, which she's made it out to the woods yeah. with Will in the body bag. And yeah. like, I'm like, okay, so she really knocked it out then. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she meets up with the man, which I thought he was going to be like, oh, my God, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. But he's just like, oh, you cool. You killed thanks. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead, he's like, oh, thank you for bringing it back. And she's like, okay, well, where's my son? He goes, oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, now, all the while this is happening, we do see the silhouettes of more of the creatures uh, watching her and him. Uh, which was a really cool shot. Oh, yeah. I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And she points out that they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, and we we now see, though, the actual changeling come out of the bag. Mm-hmm. We see that its face is all mangled up. And yeah, yeah, stuff. from getting smacked around. Pretty cool makeup. Yeah, they did a good job. Um, as she's threatening that changeling, uh, going, give me back my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, she accidentally shoots the guy. Well, yeah, because she was uh, she was pointing her gun at at the changeling, and the guy like pulls up his rifle to mm-hmm. be like, "Don't you point a gun at him," you know? Um, and then she accidentally shoots him in the chest. Yeah, uh, which is just like, oh god. Yeah, which I thought that the changelings were just gonna straight up go and murder her because yeah. he was talking about how he's their protector, and yeah. so they won't do anything while he's there yeah. and whatnot. But instead. Um, the changeling that was Will walks up to her and it almost looks like he's thanking her in a way. Like yeah. they, they just have a silent exchange while she kind of goes, I, I just need my son back. That's mm-hmm. all I want. Yeah. And the changeling walks off and brings Will back through the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Will comes out of the, um, out of the, the hole in the tree with, you know, just in a, um, uh, you know, an, an, a, a cut shirt and a and his undies yeah freezing his ass off yeah um and how you know that this is actually will versus it being uh a changeling is one he talks Mm -hmm. and two he's he's having a hard time breathing Mm -hmm. because he hasn't had his inhaler this entire time yep um so he is reunited with his uh with his mother and this is where this story is put to an end that's right back to ben um, looking for Dylan, Molly's following, you know, a little ways behind him, and she sees in uh, one of the rooms, um, basically the ghostly image of the of the girl getting an abortion done on her by two nuns. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, which one of the nuns is basically like, Shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a goofy moment. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ben screams for Molly as he's found Dylan's body yeah. in the murder room. Um, and they see that the message about Jesus being born yeah. is back up on the wall yeah. uh, in the same writing and everything. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. Absolutely. <laughs> Molly uh, ends up uh, saying to Ben that, th- that she thinks that Grace, which is the name of the of the girl, mm-hmm. um, wants her to carry uh, her unborn son. Yeah, the two students that got killed the previous year, they, they couldn't execute uh, the plan that she had. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, ben ends up confronting Molly, saying that, hey, like, you're just nuts and you killed uh, Dylan. And this is all insane. Um, meanwhile, the ghost of Grace ends up showing up, holding on to a dead baby. Yeah, which I mean, we we've been hearing the baby crying this, yeah, this whole, whole time. time. Yeah, this is you can. I would say this is almost you're getting on a, um, like a 
mild like silent hill thing going mm-hmm. on here oh yeah um ben ends up he, uh, like he ends up getting like shoved up onto the wall through you know ghost magic yeah yeah he's pinned up on the wall uh by the ghost and his neck is snapped yep molly is um is just like oh god um but then grace ends up coming up to molly and like puts her hand on molly's tummy and then looks over at the door that had been closed mm-hmm. uh, and then the door comes open yeah. basically going you know in, in nonverbal ghost language um hey thanks for carrying my kid you're free to go yeah get the hell out yeah. <laughs> uh the door up to the outside is even open mm-hmm. And as Molly makes her way out, she starts humming the tune that we've kind of been hearing on and off throughout yep. this whole story. And that's how that one ends. Yeah, it's cleaning up pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to Caprice. Uh, she ends up arriving at uh, her aunt's house and is outside yelling for her to let her in, that she's, you know, that she needs help and all that stuff, which, of course, none of the lights are on in the house. It's completely quiet. I honestly thought that it was going to turn out that because when she's looking in the windows, mm-hmm. I thought we we're going to see inside and that the house was going to be empty or something crazy like that. Right, right. Um, but we don't get that. Instead, uh, the Crumpus arrived and um caprice makes very quick work of him yeah she stabs him in the neck with this long pointy log yeah yeah she yeah she impales him through the throat um and then covers him gasoline and sets him on fire yeah (laughs) which i mean this was pretty cool because while the krampus is burning alive we find out that it was gerhardt all along yeah the butler yeah (laughs) Um, which, I mean, that's what they say for the, all mysteries. It's always the butler. <laughs> <laughs> it immediately goes to inside the house and uh, the aunt is talking to Caprice, you know, going uh, basically they're just discussing what had just happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, she, you know, Ma, uh, Caprice is just like, I can't believe that Gerhardt was the Krampus all along and all that. Yeah. And she suggests that, well, don't we need to trap the Krampus back in this figurine? Uh-huh. And that's when the aunt's just like, oh, yeah, don't worry. That's just an old decoration. I just didn't want it to be broken. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And that um, she's like, your father said it all along, you know, whenever he was here is about how everybody has the spirit of Christmas uh, inside them. Uh, she's just like, the Krampus is the spirit of Christmas as well. And mm-hmm. if you have a lot of anger or hate in your heart, you will become the Krampus. Mm-hmm. Uh. As they talk uh, about this, uh, Caprice, she starts to get angry. Yeah, she starts to get mad. And yeah, what she, she ends up confronting the aunt going, well, you knew that we were shitty people. Yeah, and the aunt keeps denying it. And she's yeah. like, you, you literally put us out there as bait for the Krampus. You yeah. expected us to die. Yeah. And... Then eventually, like, the anger keeps building and building and building, and then she turns into the Krampus herself. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Killing her aunt. Yeah. Um, That cleaned up nicely. (laughs) Um, Back to to the Shat Man himself. Um, He says, he's giving us a little update as to what's going on with his food drive. (laughs) Man, things have really took a turn for the worse. Yeah, he says that um, that the police are just telling everyone to stay away from the mall and also that they should go ahead and um, and stay uh you know stay at home don't don't even yeah. leave your house yeah um, there's ho- a hostage situation yeah. <laughs> like just yeah 
everything that can go wrong went wrong. <laughs> also, it's clear that he has uh, definitely become intoxicated mm -hmm. uh, drinking all those spiked eggnogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now we get to see what else Santa is up to. Yeah. Right? Since we are nearing the end of the movie, we've got to wrap up things with Santa. That's right. <laughs> um, Santa uh, gets into like the storage area for the warehouse and ends up uh, finding Martha, who unfortunately has been uh, infected as well mm -hmm. with this strange elf uh, disease. Yeah. I had remembered at this point that, yeah, she had gotten bitten by uh -huh. Shiny whenever she was trying to give him cookies. Yeah. And so, yeah, this can transfer from elf to... To human. Human. Yeah. Unfortunately, Santa has to kill Martha because mm -hmm. she's, you know, she's been infected. Um, this brings us finally to where the movie began as Santa is still... Christmas still has to happen. Mm -hmm. So he's in, the, he's in the barn prepping the sleigh to yep. go out. Yep. Um, however, as you all remember, the barn door starts shaking and it flies open and there's a blinding light and who could it be <gasps> the Krampus. it's the Krampus. that's right folks the showdown of the century <laughs> the the santa man himself versus the Krampus man and uh we're fixing to have ourselves a flat out brawl mm -hmm. which we we get we get somewhat of a brawl but then Krampus starts calling santa norman that's interesting um, Santa kind of shakes his head and looks down, and it's a man that's wearing reindeer antlers, uh -huh. and he's he looks like a manager of a department store <laughs> or something. Yes. Huh. Um, yeah. Santa looks around and just kind of sees bloody chaos at a uh, at a mall. Huh. Uh oh. <laughs> that's weird because there's something terrible going on at the food drive at the mall. Uh huh. And then we look back at Santa, and uh, it's Norman. Yeah, yeah, it's Norman Norman himself. He's <laughs> dressed up as Santa. We get yes. we get a sequence of flashbacks of basically uh, showing all the stuff that had happened with Santa and the zombie elves was actually Norman having a mental break mm -hmm. and uh, slaughtering innocent people yeah. uh, in the mall. He went on a little bit of a rampage. Yes. And the right light that he saw come through the doors was actually the police showing up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the the line of reality and fantasy is blurred as we see uh, Norman still kind of going in and out of his Santa delusion. Know, delusion. Yeah. Uh, uh, as the police uh, shoot and kill Norman. Mm -hmm. Um Still very confused. Yeah. <laughs> Over all of this... Uh, the DJ is talking over and he's going, what's wrong with this town? Are we cursed? Why do we keep having tragedies happen on Christmas and yeah. whatnot? And yeah. It's just like there's something like something very, very wrong here because every Christmas there's some sort of horrible murder situation. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's how our movie wraps up. Yeah. We get a little bit of a credit sequence of... Uh, I'm going to just say that I think it's just flat out. It's uh, the B-roll. of It's the B-roll. It's Shatner just, just saying all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. And, <laughs> and some of it's pretty funny. There's a little bit of like uh, diet racism there. Yeah, but... that's why I was like, yeah, I think William Shatner probably was. Yeah, yeah I think that. <laughs> was ad-libbing. Yeah, it was ad-libbing. And then also, um, you know, still, 
still within character though Mm -hmm. but but yeah overall uh well i guess this is the part where we needed to say our uh our verdict yeah i like it yeah i think it's a good uh anthology movie i just wish that it had been an actual narrator going like from story to story instead of the stories being intertwined yeah. Like they could have hinted that the stories happened on the same night or like yeah. had the hints like the that they're connected like the Bauer family passing the Peters family yeah. on the road and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I would have. Uh, so that's how I would have played this out a little bit different is um, is, yeah, Shatner obviously is the narrator. I think it would have been cool if it was the beginning of it going, I'm going to bring back the tradition of, of, you know, Christmas, you know, ghost stories or Christmas horror stories yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And so then he's telling these stories over the radio, you know, but he keeps like, the whole movie, he keeps interacting with people off camera, mm-hmm. you know, Vanessa or whatever, like the, the, the radio manager. And then, of course, Norman and stuff like that. It would have been really interesting if by the end of the movie, if you finally get to see through the window mm-hmm. and it's like the radio station manager is dead, like maybe tied to a chair with like a candy cane through their, through their mouth, like coming out the bottom. You know, yeah. so it just turns out that Shatner had gone nuts. Right. And was just, it, these are just the ravings of a madman this entire time. That would have been a cool way to, been do, cool. To, to do it. I think they still could have like, you know, had the, Three separate stories mm-hmm. of the different people, but still had the Santa fighting the zombie elves, like, yeah. like be like, oh, here's the actual Christmas part, yeah, and still have it be Norman at the end. Yeah. Like, I, I think it could have worked out. I just, I didn't like the jumping around. It killed the so pacing. Much. It really did. Because sometimes, um, some of the scenes, it was just like. They were either too short mm-hmm. uh, or it would cut to the next, you know, storyline in the middle of something happening that it wasn't even like a cliffhanger kind of way. Yeah. It was just awkward. Yeah. Like when Molly had her seizure mm-hmm. and then the boys keep saying, oh, we couldn't wake you up. Like yeah. we didn't see them trying. Yeah. Yeah. Or trying to help her through her seizure or yeah. anything like it just cut off randomly. Yeah. I don't know if there's. It's just, could there have been just a different cut of this movie? I, I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah. But other than that, though, I definitely think it's worth it to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely be- better than Tales of Terror. For sure. <laughs> um, you know, and so I would put this up there. I, I think it's about equal as um, uh, Tales of Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, it could become a tradition to yeah. watch this. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't think it's. I don't think it's quite as good as Trick or Treat. And mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe maybe somewhere near uh, Body Bags, like somewhere in that area where it's mm-hmm. not perfect. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, because it definitely has a pacing issue. But overall, I think, yeah, definitely worth a watch, mm-hmm. especially since Christmas is around the corner. Exactly. So if you guys decide that you want to watch this movie after our extensive discussion of every single scene in it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you want to see it for yourself, it is available through AMC+. Plus. I've seen this one pop up on Tubi um, mm-hmm. and other streaming services as well. I've always dodged it like the plague because it looks like a cheap film. Yeah, the trailer makes it look extremely cheap. But it's actually but, very mean, well made. Yeah, very well made. Yeah, the special effects are really good. I think the editing's solid. Um, overall, I think that it's a pretty well put together film. Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to this at all. Yeah. Like, I kept going, oh, we gotta watch this movie. Yeah. And then I was... Thoroughly surprised. Yeah. So definitely, definitely check it out. 
that brings to the end another episode of Podcast Magoria. Now you may be wondering, oh, what's next? Well, kids, we'll be bringing back a Christmas tradition <laughs> as we did last year with a scary Christmas story. Ooh. And it's going to be a Christmas miracle because it's going to be coming out a little earlier this week. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be getting to hear it maybe a little bit earlier than Christmas, which is perfect. Um, of course, after... The next episode, we'll be taking a little break, just like we did last year. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be back after the new year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, and uh, you know, with more frights and and spooks and scares. <laughs> um, now, until next time, leave cookies out for Santa and milk. Mm -hmm. It could be skim. Mm -hmm. It could be it could be almond. Mm -hmm. Santa doesn't mind. He likes yeah. all the milks. Yeah. You know. He doesn't really care for the like the bug milk, like the like roach milk or whatever. Like, I mean, <laughs> how do you even milk a roach with its tiny nipples? Um, <laughs> now that's a that's a story for another Christmas horror movie. <laughs> no, there. Right. Uh, <laughs> when you sneak out, you little devils, in the middle of night on Christmas Eve to take a little peek ooh, into your stocking. There may be something in there that you're not expecting. It's just oranges. Wow. <laughs> With your disappointment, you may be tempted to check out this long one. <laughs> you may be tempted to check out the gifts that are underneath the tree and start shaking them around. And you hear something scratching from within inside. My God, what could it be? Hope it's not a ferret. Uh, <laughs> but as you're shaking those presents and you hear something coming down the chimney, there's one thing that you must do that's incredibly important. And that is you must stay spooky. Oh, oh, oh. oh crap. I don't think that's Santa. Bye. This has been a Podcast Magoria production hosted by James Davis and Autumn Campbell. Music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Be sure to subscribe via Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook for behind-the-scenes information about future episodes and as well as other spooky things that we may be featuring in other Podcast Memorial productions. And as always, stay spooky.